Hi, I'm Pastor Roger Brown. God has gifted me the pleasure to pastor a dynamic, spirit-filled church called Life Changers Church International right here in Pittsburgh, Kansas. I believe God will use this sermon to impact your life and bring His greatness out of you. Man, I hope you get something out of this that will change your life. God bless you. Your time is very important, so I'm going to get right to the message. Have a wonderful day. Welcome to Life Changes Church, all you that are watching. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me tonight, if you would. Let's go to uh, Matthew 11 and 12. We're going to start there. Matthew 11 and 12. When you get that, I just want you to stand to your feet for the reading and the reverence of the Word of God. Matthew chapter 11, verse number 12. Amen. Just look at one of your neighbors, the one that you like the most. <laughs> Tell them you look good on Thursday. I have to fight this air conditioner, but I'm glad we got air conditioner. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 11, verse number 12. Got to get these are just for looks. Matthew 11, <laughs> verse <laughs> number 12. Are you there? Amen. Give me a good hallelujah if you're there. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew chapter 11, verse number 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, look at your neighbor and say now. now. The kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Father, let your word be clear tonight. God, let me preach it like you gave it to me in my prayer chambers today. Heavenly Father, Lord, and just let your word begin to go forth tonight and begin to touch people's lives. Uh, Heavenly Father, restore them. Lord, bring back, uh, Lord, the things that the enemy stole. Give it back to them. Heavenly Father, I declare that, that uh, children will come home. I declare, Heavenly Father, Lord, that, uh, that uh, alcohol would break off of men and women. I, I declare that drugs uh, would have no more hold. Uh, I declare that America would get back in tune with you and it would quit being divided and I declare right now Lord that your word is going to speak tonight in Jesus name everybody said amen, amen. you may be seated praise God I uh, I was thinking about a lot of things uh, but when I got to thinking about uh, what God's been doing in our lives uh Sometimes you get caught up on what God has done and you forget to tap into things of what God's going to do. How many knows when you read his Bible, there's, there's, there's things in there that you grab a hold of? You think, man. And God is always, uh, we, 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 we have to understand this about God, is uh, God doesn't work in the has-been, even though he's able to, de to deliver you out of it. When God speaks to you, he speaks to you in such ways that it's so far in front of you at times, that's why sometimes we don't understand it because we hadn't been there. And we think, hmm, I don't know about that. But I just don't know. But God speaks to us about our future. 
And when we listen to what God is saying, we grasp a hold of it because he's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Amen. And so, and so God will talk to us in places while we're here. And God uses those places to talk to us sometimes when it's the worst time ever. Has anybody ever, just the worst time ever, and your phone rung and you looked at the caller ID and you thought, oh, no. Not them again. Nobody raised your hand, but. And God likes to talk to us in those places in our life where it's just like, man, Lord, why now? Because, because God knows there are times in your life, okay, and my life, sometimes when we hit a place to where it's so discouraging at the time, but God waits till the discouraging times to bring the encouraging words. Because he knows at that point we have nowhere to go. We're a captive audience. Okay, God, speak. I can't do nothing else anyway. Ain't got no money to go to the restaurant. I ain't got no gas money. Drive around. Just go ahead and talk to me, God. I'm just sitting here by myself. I'm all alone. God says, that's okay. I'll take it. I'll take you just like that. And then God begins to speak. And then what happens sometimes is that when God begins to speak while we're down in that position and low, sometimes we start doubting God. I just don't know if God would really do that for me. But God's not asking you if you believe that he will. <laughs> Come on, somebody. How many of those God's not waiting on you? God doesn't wait on you to get something before he does something. God says a word, and then he is so, 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 so in tune to his word because he knows that his word is promised. God doesn't doubt himself. The Bible said that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And we go to church, and we love a God that loved the world, but we don't. We're all mad and we're all got attitudes. We all got things to say about who done me wrong, song, praise God, and Facebook. We want to rant. We want to, we, 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 we want to rave and all of this thing going on. And we serve a God that loved the world. And here we are in the world preaching the gospel of God. But we're, am I just preaching too real or is everybody all right? But. We get into a place that we serve a God who loves the world, but we're just mad at the world. I mean, America has got everybody divided. The Bible says in Matthew 24 that there will come a time when nations will be against nations. And here's the thing that we interpret this. We think, well, Russia's going to attack China and, uh, and uh, South America's going to attack North America. But that's not what he uh, we, when you read this part, he said nations will be against nations. That's when you get Hispanics against whites and whites against blacks. Come on, somebody. We're living in the last days. And it's right here in America where nations are literally fighting against one another. And it's not other countries because he said there will be wars and rumors of wars. And everybody's hearing about wars and rumors of wars. And they're thinking, oh, my God, the world's coming in to an end. But Matthew 24 says, but the end is not yet. That's what he says. Come on, somebody. He says, he says in the last days of wars and rumors of war, but he said the end is not yet. He's getting you ready, getting you prepared. And here, here we are sitting back in the safety zone when he's wanting us to get in the danger zone. Man, I wish I could sing. I just sang that song. Whew. Can you sing that song, Chad? 
my goodness, I'd get me in one of those uh, big jets and I'd fly like Tom Cruise and I'd It's <laughs> and Jesus is making a statement and he's coming on to the scene. Here he comes. John the Baptist becomes a forerunner and he's baptizing people under the repentance of Jesus. That's what he's doing. People's repent people is repenting that nobody ever thought that they would ever repent. They're like, Wow. People's coming to church now. Sometimes people are sitting here in Life Changer Church, look across the deal and going, Are you serious? <laughs> Williams preaching? And he's in church. And people, people are repenting. They're, they're getting saved. They're being baptized by water. And now John the Baptist winds up in jail. Jesus comes on the scene. This is Jesus' entry coming on the scene, and this is what he says. No other prophet ever born of a woman is greater than John the Baptist. And since him, he said, he said that, 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 that the kingdom of God has suffered violence, but the violent take it by force. That means we don't come in here and ask the devil if he'll give our stuff back. That's when we come in here and get so fired up with the glory of God that we could chase it and chase the devil in hell with a water gun. Come on, somebody. That we got that much strength in our lives. And that's what we got to do. We got to have that kind of tenacity. There's a word that this generation don't know anymore hardly. It's tenacity. We got to have a bulldog attitude. We got to grab a hold of it and we got to ah, we got to hold it and not let go and let the world know that this kingdom belongs to God and I am in the kingdom of God I am now born again royal blood pumping through my veins my God we ought to, we ought to just every now and then just, just pick our Bible up pick our Bible up and shake it at the devil and make him mad that's the only thing that makes him mad he ain't mad because you come to church he ain't mad because you sung a gospel song he's mad because you believe this Excuse me if I get a little Pentecostal. Sometimes it's in my roots. He's mad because this is in you. He's mad because you're believing this. He's mad because you are not broke down or messed up that, uh, that, that uh, CNN and Fox and ABC is not scaring you to death. He's mad because you're still going to church while it's COVID season. He's mad because you're believing in what the Word of God said. And so what we got to do is take this thing back. Listen to me. People says, oh, we ain't lost it. I dare say in this place tonight that the church has been running around for the last decade just trying to build buildings and trying to build youth programs and trying to build TV programs and trying to write books. Come on, somebody. It's not time to be fancy no more. I'll tell you right now that the superstars at TBN, their days are over with. God is looking back at the John the Baptist on the dirt roads. He's pulling him up. They're crying in the wilderness. 
Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that's where we got to step out and we got to step up. Come on. We got to step out. That might be a country song. I don't know. I think it's one step back and two. I don't know. But we, <laughs> my wife ain't here tonight, so I can just preach crazy if I want to. She won't be sitting over saying, what? So if we go to Matthew chapter 21, can we go to Matthew 21? Verse number 42. I'm going to read this one on the screen. Matthew chapter 21, verse number 42. This is uh, out of the NLT version. Then Jesus asked them. Jesus is good about asking questions. Y'all know that? See, some people think, but, you know, God don't ever talk, but he does. He talks all the time. Some people say, well, how do you know it was God? Because when he spoke, there were some things that wasn't right, and I got mad. Uh-oh. That's just Oklahoma, southeastern Oklahoma, possum kingdom way of putting it, ain't it? Well, when God talked, there were some things that wasn't right, and I kind of got mad. So, yeah, I think it was him. You know, because the devil sure wouldn't be talking to me, and I'd get glad about it. So, then Jesus asked them, didn't you ever read this in the scriptures? The stone the builders rejected now has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. Listen to him. This is the Lord's doing. This is the Lord's doing. That the stone they rejected, God wanted them to reject it. See, you wanted to go to church and get saved, and then the devil just run off to Tahiti and leave you alone. But this is the Lord's doing. You are going through some stuff and you are being rejected and this is the Lord's doing. I need to tell you right now, you know why America has been rejected in the Christianity? It's because it's the Lord's doing. He did it before. He's setting you up. My God, somebody hear me in this place tonight. He's setting you up. He is setting you up to bring you blessings in your life because this is the Lord's doing. He said, didn't you read in the scriptures that the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone? This is the Lord's doing. And it is wonderful to see. Woo, that's hard to look at. I ain't nothing good about that. Preacher, we got all this crazy stuff going on. We got CDC guidelines. We got Black Lives Matters trying to kill everything. We got white churches and black churches. That ain't nothing but of the devil. God didn't, God didn't separate us. He didn't look down at blacks or whites. We are all one. We bleed red. Come on, somebody. The heartbeat of Jesus Christ on the inside of us. The devil is alive, but we are seeing a wonderful thing. Now, it's hard to, it's hard to say that. But the scriptures are saying it's wonderful to see. I like this part. He says, I tell you the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a nation that will produce the proper fruit. Anyone who stumbles over that stone, listen to me, I'm getting somewhere. Anyone that stumbles over that stone will be broken to pieces and it will crush anyone it falls on. When the leading priests and the Pharisees heard this parable, they realized he was telling the story against them. And they were weak 
and they were the wicked farmers. They wanted to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowds who considered Jesus to be a prophet. There's coming a time soon, very soon. It is, it is upon us. The Bible says that, that Jesus said that he would take the kingdom away from those who, who lacked in the kingdom and he would give it to a nation. Who's a nation? A royal nation, a royal priesthood. Who's that? That's us. God's bringing it back to us. He's taking that gospel. He's been, so it's time that we get up and we start fighting right. It's time we get into the danger zone. It's time we stand up and we take this stuff back. It's time that we stand up and we begin to move in the power of God. I'm telling you right now, my prayer is that all those things that are against God will be defunded, that the funds will drop and no more money would come in. Come on, somebody. That all of a sudden, that those that are funding this, stuff that their checks would bounce and they would wind up that they're broke. Praise God. The Bible said he'd take the, 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 uh, the uh, uh, weakness of the world and he would take their money and he would give it to the righteous. I'm telling you right now that God is moving in a way that we have never seen him move. He saved the best for last. He has pulled you up. He has saved your soul. Come on, somebody. Some of you, some of you think, well, I didn't deserve to be saved. Well, he didn't ask you if you deserved to be saved. He said, I sent my son so you would be saved. And he kept you. You didn't die in the car wreck. You didn't die in a drug overdose. You didn't lose your mind in the divorce. You didn't lose your mind when you lost your job. When COVID hit, never in the whole world went on shut down. You're here today. Come on, somebody. You survived it. You know why? Because you're a survivor. Look at your neighbor and say, I am a survivor. When he thought for sure that you would never come back, when he thought for sure he'd break you down, when he thought for sure he'd take everything that you loved the most, uh, that he'd take stuff in your life and he'd destroy you, uh, you still come out uh, 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 with it strong. You know why? Because he said this is the Lord's doings. Uh, he said the things uh, that got rejected. Uh, he said the things that got pushed out, uh, the things in your life, this is the Lord's doing. Uh, he said I'm setting some things up uh, because what is going to happen, uh, he said now I'm going to give the kingdom back to a nation. Uh, and he said and when you have this in you uh, that when the wicked world run into you uh, the Bible said they will be broken so that means there is no more excuses I just read you a scripture that took all your excuses away. You got to get this in you and walk right smack dab in the middle of the devil's kingdom and just dare him to come out because when he runs into you, he's going to fall into pieces. Come on, somebody. It ain't time to hide in church. It ain't time to hide this way or that way. It ain't time to secretly secretly have a prayer meeting. It's time, praise God, that on your job when it's break time, praise God, it's time on your way to your break. Just say, glory to God. Woo. I mean, some of them people's like, well, there's one of those Jesus freaks. Well, that must be a Jesus nut. Yeah, I'm a nut, but I say it all the time, I'm hanging on the right tree. It's the tree of life, honey. And he did it for me and you. 
and he moved in this time and it is time that we see God begin to move in our Baptist churches and Methodist churches and Presbyterian churches come on somebody uh, praise God we, we, we have, we have come, become so divided in America that when all this other stuff started coming it was easy to come in because the Baptist was across town and they looked at the Methodists and said they ain't, they ain't nothing because they're not Baptists and the Baptist looked at the Presbyterian and said they ain't nothing because they're Presbyterian and along comes the Pentecost come on somebody which is which is very new it's just a little over 120 years old he was birthed and born in the United States of America in, in, in 1900 in Topeka Kansas when Agnes Osmond spoke in the Holy Ghost so, so the Pentecostal movement is just 120 years old compared praise God to the Calvinist or the Presbyterian that was here in the 1500s or 1400s it's, it's just new but it is the largest and the rapidest growing movement across the world devils are being cast out blind eyes are open up come on somebody dead people are getting up out of the grave and they're walking it is a movement that God has moved upon our hearts and our lives but what we've done in the last 10 years is we stayed out of the danger zone <laughs> Right over here, about 40 miles from us in Kilville, Kansas. Got a big old sign. Kilville Church. First Pentecostal church in America. Listen, right, right here. This is the breeding grounds. Listen, this is where God... We are. God has chosen us. He has sat back and they said, uh, they said this area is one of the worst. Joplin area is ranked up with homosexuality. Crawford, Kansas is ranked up with all of the uh, dope and the meth. And so in this area, the enemy is just trying to do everything he can do. And then you got Miami, Oklahoma. Praise God. And they got the good looking Cherokee Indians. Amen. Praise God. Uh, hallelujah. But man, they're hung up on, on gambling. And so you got a four states area where you got devils who are sitting over and running a region. Uh, that region's running homosexuality. This region is running dope. And this region is running gambling. And you got the devil right here in this area. And the church is sitting back that has more power than all of the gang power. It's got more power than any military power because we got Holy Ghost power that's running through our veins and we ain't getting in the danger zone. Hallelujah. The devil is a lie. We got to start stepping up and taking our place. The kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. And in, in all actuality, this is really what he was saying. When John the Baptist come out, people come out all over. And all of the Pharisees and the Sadducees was scared because people was coming out and they was, I mean, I mean, massive crowds. <laughs> Listen to me. Jesus preached several times, and the Bible said that he fed 5,000 men, not counting the women and children. And so you start adding this up, and we could get into the upwards of 25,000. That's Pittsburgh. John the Baptist, when he was preaching and moving along, their crowds were showing up all over. And this is what Jesus said. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God has suffered violence. And they thought they was going to overthrow the rest of the people. 
But Jesus showed up and he gave them a little extra boost and he said, but listen, the violent will take it by force. So no longer will we just come to church. Somebody hear me, even by camera now. No longer will we just come to church just so we can meet our friends or just so we can go to the Pizza Hut afterwards. I don't want to like Pizza Hut anyway, but praise God. Uh, just so we can hang out afterwards. No longer are we going to come to church just to socialize, but now we're going to get it in our veins that I'm going to show up to church, and before I leave, the devil's going to get a black eye. Praise God. When I get there, when I get there, praise God, something's going to happen. Devils has got to leave my home. Generational curses has got to be broken. Come on, somebody. You ain't got to put up with that anymore. You ain't got to put up with what, what your mama had to go through or your daddy had to go through. You had the power to break it. And still yet, we come in like a whoop pup, begging God to do something. Lord, will you just do it for me? Lord, will you just bless me? So we come to church all week and all broke. We come into church and we have altars. But instead of coming in and falling out the altars to build up in our faith with God, we're coming in weak and just wanting God to do something. Lord, I just need, I need you to make a way. And he said, hey, look here, Jack. I done made a way. I got the keys of death, hell, and the grave. I done took them and I give them back to you. I am the second Adam because the first Adam messed it up. One preacher said a long time ago, when I get to heaven, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to find Adam and I'm going to hit him right in the mouth and knock his teeth out and say I had to go through all that hell because of you. <laughs> Jesus is the second Adam. He come to restore and make it right. Everybody say, I love the preacher. Say it one more time. Say, I love the preacher. All right. Y'all said it now. I believe it. He come to kick some butts and take some names. Now he's given us the authority. We are working on delegated authority. Some of you go to work every day and you work on delegated authority. Your boss says this is what needs to be done. And guess what? I mean, you get up and you get it done. Why? Because he's going to give you a paycheck at the end of the week. And because, because, well, God ain't done nothing for me, shut your mouth and quit griping and complaining about everything that's going on. He's done everything for you. When the devil wanted to take your life, he stood in the middle of it and said they're mine. You didn't just come out of that dope area 20 years of your life because you woke up one day and thought, man, I'm going to change. Well, I don't drink no more because, well, why not? Well, one day I just thought, you know what? I don't want to drink no more. That, that, you, didn't, you didn't have the power to do that. Or you'd have done that before you lost your wife, before you lost your job, before you lost your kids. Come on, somebody. You'd have done that before you lost everything. But now that God showed up and he took the reject, but God, because nobody else wanted you, nobody else wanted anything to do with you, God showed up and you become the rejection of the cornerstone and God pulled you in and he said and it looks good yeah. nobody else likes it but he says I'm looking at it and it's my doing 
It looks good. <laughs> Prophet Jeremiah. <clears throat> God told him, he said, get up and go to the potter's house. Jeremiah got up and went to the potter's house. He said, what, what do you see? He said, I seen the potter take a marred piece of clay. King James Version is the only one that says this. And make it new again. Years ago, we would travel to Eureka Springs to go to the Passion Play. Anybody been to Passion Play? Hey Amen. It, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that's just amazing. They, they, they haven't changed anything in 30 years, but it's still good. And they had a guy to come out in one of the sessions deal, and they had kind of like an intermission, and this guy come out. He had on this microphone, this one of those wireless microphones, and he sat down at this wheel and he started talking about the potter and the clay and how that the potter would make the clay and how he would choose his clay and he would get the clay and how he would dip it in water and make it a little soft and he would ball it up and he said at this uh, potter's wheel he had a little deal underneath him and, he, and, and he, he kept pumping it like this and the more he would pump it the more that that table would spin and spin and spin until he pumped it to that table was getting it. I mean, that's Oklahoma words, getting it. I mean, he was getting it. And he took that piece of clay, and he was talking about that piece of clay, and he took it, and he slammed it as hard as he could on that table. And because of that table was spinning completely out of control, that the force of that table spinning caused that clay to go, just flatten out and take the form of that table. As he's pumping that wheel, he's talking. And, and then, then I, I don't remember the whole speech, i just tell you. And then all of a sudden, he, he took his hand, and he said, and then God would take to form the clay. And he punched in the middle of that clay. And you can hear it all over that, all over that theater. And just, whoom. And he punched in the middle of that clay. When he did, all of a sudden, that clay just started forming up. Then he took his hands, and he talked about how God works on the inside out. And he's pumping that, and he's got his hands. And the more that he's doing like this, all of a sudden, right before your eyes, that little piece of clay that was about, swam up about that far, all of a sudden just started rising. And started taking form, started taking shape. And however he molded it and however he put it, it just took the form, it just took the shape. And he just began to move. And sometimes that is what we have to understand that God is doing for us. He is doing those things for us. <laughs> My grandkids won't help me preach. Sometimes he takes us and he puts us on a on a table that's completely out of control and we're wondering, God, what are you doing? Why did why did you do this now? And he's putting it on a table that is completely out of control. And while we're completely out of control, that's not it. Then God takes and he takes his own hand and right in the middle of our lives we hear this poof and God forms us hmm. 
he creates in us. Somewhere along the way, the church has lost its willing to fight. We just want to be popular. We wanted everybody to like us. We wanted to move into a certain neighborhood. We wanted all the neighborhood to like us. So the church lost its standards. I just turned 49 years old, 26 years in the ministry, traveled all over the United States, preaching the gospel, seen God do amazing things from California to North Carolina, from Ohio all the way down to the bottom of Texas, just seen God do some amazing things. But what I don't understand is that in, the, in this last leg of what God is doing, the church has conformed to how the world thinks that we don't preach hell hot anymore. Because the world says, well, don't talk about hell because you'll scare people to death and they just won't come. Honey, I hope I scare the hell out of you. So you don't want to go. So we've just stayed out of the danger zone. We stayed in the kiddie pool. Come on, somebody. We talked about the men's meeting. We talked about going deeper. Come on. Talk about how. How Ezekiel went out and got ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, and got to a place where we couldn't swim. We want to stay in the kiddie pool. Praise <laughs> God, when we took our, our kids and our grandkids on vacation, they had this uh, swimming pool out there, and we got in, and I got in, and I thought, oh, God, this is cold. Woo. One of the kids said, I want to go to the kiddie pool. I said, let's go, because it was warm. <laughs> had it nice and warm. <laughs> Somebody said, it's because all them kids are peeing in it. I said, hey, now. Hey, now. I'm still staying in. I don't care. It's, it's comfortable. And I think that's what happens a lot of times in life. And I'm kind of coming to a close. I, 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 I really, I'm, I'm a firm believer. If I can hold your attention for about 30 minutes, I, I did a great thing. Come on, Chad. Listen, I'm a firm believer that this generation... We've become soft. We've let the world bully us and tell us that if we talk about homosexuality, we're going to go to jail. We talk about, well, well if we talk about this or if we, if we do that, and so we've let the world tell us how to think and who we are. And we let the world tell us that it's okay to have certain lifestyles and that was old school and you know them them them, them, them people talking about that kind of stuff you know they just they, they, they just they just no no this is how God wants it and, and let me tell you something God has not changed he said I change not I am the same yesterday today and forever I'm not changing for you I'm not changing for this uh, new society I'm not changing for 2021 I, I'm not changing listen to me God didn't change for nothing he didn't change for no president he didn't change for no preacher come on somebody and I don't care and I'll say it again and I don't care it doesn't bother me I don't care if you voted, voted for Obama Chelsea's mama or Trump's drama God is not changing he is the same 
He's not a Democrat. He's not a Republican. He's a kingdom God. I, I belong to a kingdom party. I don't care if you check red or blue when, when you go to vote. I don't care what you call yourself. I know what God is, and I know where we stand. And America's got to stand back up, and the church has got to take it by force. And we ain't taking no more crap from the devil anymore or any other people. We ain't believing the politicians' lies. We're believing the word of God, the living testimony living inside of us. We just somehow now we're worried about who got the COVID shot and who didn't get the COVID shot and half the churches one do you have it and half the churches I got it and and, <laughs> and it's causing division. It's causing it's causing division. But you know what? This didn't just cause division. The church was already in it, but they were so full of religion that they couldn't see it. They got full of themselves instead of full of God. And now here we are, we're needing God to do something. And we're asking God, what are you going to do? And God is saying, I've already done it. Take it by force. Stand up. And when you go out, use my name. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And when you walk out of this place, he said, use my name. I done did this thing. just somehow we're forgetting it. I'll tell you what's happened to us since I'm on this rant rage. Just my opinion. But I got the microphone. Let me just tell you. As we've gotten so busy for life that our two-week revivals has now turned into two-day conferences. Man, <clears throat> when I was in my 20s, I would hang from the raptors preaching in California, preaching two weeks, two-week revivals, come back and preaching 21-day revivals and taking a weekend off. But one time, I come all the way up here to Joplin area and preach a week revival, and I got poison ivy. And I'm allergic to poison ivy. I got poison ivy. And so my wife decides, okay, I'm going to call something and get you, get you something for it because I was broke out everywhere. So she calls and she says, ma'am, my name is Anna Brown, and I'm from out of town, and they just poof. Hung the phone up. <laughs> she called somebody else. She said, ma'am, my, my name is Anna Brown, and I'm from out of town. Hung. I said, quit telling them you're Anna Brown from out of town. They think it's a prank. <laughs> sure enough, got some poison ivy stuff and went ahead and preached revival, got home doing good, all of a sudden went into another revival and got it again. And it gets on the phone. She said, I'm Anna Brown. I just got back in town. I said, oh, God. But we would preach all over and things like that would happen. And one time I, pre I preached a revival with strip throat, had it for a week and still preached. I mean, blisters all over, all over my throat and, and, and preaching. Praise God. And God healed up, got back to it and got it again, both of us. She's singing and playing. I'm preaching my guts out and we're still, you know why? It's because we believe that there's a God that's still saved. And we believe that this gospel has got to be preached. There's got to be a cost somewhere. 
Somebody has got to die out to the flesh somewhere. Somebody has got to step back from looking at the worldview and quit worrying about what the world's doing and see what the kingdom of God is doing and get back in the danger zone and take it by force. Preaching all over. Same things happen. Bentonville, Arkansas, a man had a cast up there. He was working at the airport. Said somehow they moved the big landing from the big staircase from the airplane he was cleaning in. He wasn't paying attention. Walked out of it and fell. I forgot how, how, how he said it was. Fell out of the plane. Broke his leg in three places right here. One place right there. Come to church, had a cast all the way up to here. Bentonville, Arkansas. Stood in my prayer line. I prayed for him. While I was praying for him, he just stopped me. He said, whew, hang on just a minute. He goes, I just felt something. I said, yeah, bro, that's the glory of God. He's got his leg all cast up, and he's doing this. He's just no country boy. And he pulls out this knife, and I thought, whoa, hang on. Seriously, I'm telling you the truth. Pulls out his knife and cuts his cast off in the prayer line and runs around the church. Totally healed. The church we're, we're, we're in network with in Clare, Oklahoma, they can tell you, David and Pastor Sandy will, will tell you, and Tanner Lane was just a little bitty. We had a tent revival out there. They brought a lady, a lady brought her kid in, and she said, we've been to doctors all over, and the kid was yelling. His eyes were said, something wrong with the liver. We don't know. We've got to go back to doctors and get the report. And the kid was just laying lifeless, and she showed up early. Nobody was there, and I prayed over the young child. And she said, when you have prayer tonight, I want to bring the, 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 my, 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 my daughter back up, and I want everybody to build oil, and I, I, I want you to pray because I believe in the power of prayer. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, but will you pray now? I said, yes, I prayed. And I was standing up there while I was preaching. The time I got done, and I mean, I mean, people from everywhere, I said, I said, where's that little girl that I prayed for before revival started? And the mama turned out and looked, and my boy was just chasing her around the tent. Tanner Lane chasing her, playing tag, round the tent. And see, here's the thing about it is. In this season, I have literally, I've, I've gotten phone calls where people were their backs. No disc was in her. One lady called me just a week ago and said her daughter was in a freak accident. It was crazy. Said they just left the house, was going two miles down the road, and her daughter didn't have her seatbelt on. And, and so oh, she took her seatbelt off the 10 to the 9-month-old that was throwing a fit in the back. And a deer ran out in front of them. And so the husband missed the deer and run off the road and coming to a telephone pole and missed a telephone pole and never rode the car, never anything, but it threw that little 108 pound woman all over that vehicle and it messed her back up and she went to the hospital paralyzed just just two weeks ago and she called me and said please please pray I prayed for her on the phone she said they're, they're going to go in they're, they're, they don't know that they don't understand but something with her spinal cord something moved to water she's paralyzed she's a Roger she's just 26 years old she's got two more kids it's a freak accident I don't know what's going on she said please pray and so we prayed right there on the phone she called me the next day I answered the phone and she's screaming I thought dear God what's going on finally I calmed her down she said she can move her feet and her toes and she 
she's walking today. You can call him today and she's at home and nothing, my God, somebody hear me. We got to get out of the kiddie pool and get back in the danger zone because there's people dying and going to a devil's hell because we're too busy trying to look cute. The only PhD we got is Pentecostal hairdo. We're glad to have it. Got so many CEOs, Christmas and Easter only. We ain't got no more warriors. Where's my warriors at? Where's my people that'll pray until their gut hurts? Pray till they lose their voice. Pray in the altars till, till snot rolls down and fills the altars like we used to. Uh, praise God, now we're just so dignified. Uh, we just barely want to raise our hands. Uh, well, I don't want to do too much. Uh, it's crazy, but let me go to a football game. I'll take my shirt off and paint my chest red. But don't let me come to church and get too crazy. And we flip this thing. No more do we want to get in the danger zone because then we got to fight. And then, man, we got to fight. We got to, man, we got to wear ourselves out. And things are happening. And people are depending on you to make it. Every head bowed. No one looking around, please. Give me just a few minutes right here. If you walked into this place tonight and you are unsure whether you'd make heaven or not. Now, I'm not talking about you've been in church all your life and you know scripture. No, I'm asking you right now. You are at a place. I feel this. You're watching me by camera right now. And you're at a place and you're completely unsure if you'd make heaven or not. I'm asking you a simple question. Where are you right now? You're here underneath my voice right now, these words I'm preaching. And Jesus is tugging. Maybe you're sitting at home. Maybe you're watching me in a parking lot. Maybe you started going to Walmart and you stopped for a minute because, because listen, you had me going through Bluetooth speakers. And, and all of a sudden I started saying some stuff, started, started hitting your soul. So now you're, 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 you're watching me right now and whoever you are right now I'm telling you that God died for you his son Jesus he gave up everything they didn't kill him he died just for you now here you are preacher I don't know if heaven would be it for me I want to confirm it tonight I want to make it right I want to Ask Jesus into my heart. Anybody in this building, just raise your hand and wave it at me. Anybody all over this place? Maybe you're watching me from home. I can't see you raise your hand, but maybe you raise your hand in the car. Maybe you raise your hand at your house. Maybe you're in your garage. Maybe you're sitting on your front porch. Wherever you're at, maybe you're driving a truck down the road and you're in a truck stop right now and you're watching me by your phone. I'm telling you right now, this is all you got to do. All you got to do is say, Jesus, 
I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of all my sins. Take everything that I did that was wrong. Make it right. Create in me a brand new heart. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you rose from the grave. I believe that you're sitting on the right hand of the Father making intercession for me. And I believe that that same spirit that raised you from the dead is going to raise me out of my sins. And I believe it and I accept you to be my Savior in Jesus' name. <clears throat> One more thing before I go. While you're just meditating on God. If you need prayer for anything tonight, you need a healing. Maybe you've gotten cold in your ministry. Maybe you're not doing what God told you to do. Maybe you're out of line. Maybe you got in front of God and ahead of God at a few things and things ain't working out. We can do that sometimes. Maybe you know somebody in your family that needs a healing. Maybe we're to that place where we do real good and then we fall down. We do real good and we fall down. We're on a roller coaster and we got to get to that steady place. Preacher, I got to get to that steady place. There's anybody in this building tonight that needs prayer for any of that? You can come right here in front of this room. Anybody here? Come right here in front of this room. Give me just a few minutes. prayer team.